Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Cute Life. I'm Finwee. <laughs> and I'm Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> no. Ollie. <laughs> I'm not going in for that. Can you imagine how annoying it would be if I just talked in baby voice for the whole episode? I mean, it'd be literally the least popular <laughs> podcast in the history. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting to do that, just like as a separate podcast, not under your name, just to see how annoying people... Oh my God, it would be what, through wildfire on Twitter, wouldn't it? Well, there's that thing, isn't Everyone there, complaining with complaining about um, how annoying I am. Uh, films, where something's so bad it's good. But that doesn't really extend into podcasts. No. I've never heard anyone be like, you've got to listen to this podcast, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, like, what was that film with Kyle M- McLaughlin in it? Um, Showgirls, Showgirls. Yeah. Like, that was so... That's one of the worst films I've ever seen, but also one of the best, because it is just so terrible. And then there was... There's that doc. There's a documentary about the film that was so bad that it was good. It was called like, the documentary is called, best worst movie. I think. Uh, have I watched that? I don't. It really yeah, well. it's amazing because basically, the it's got it's like it's about this film. I think it's Trolls Two, mm. which is really terrible. It's a bit like Gremlins. It's like a sort of crap horror film. Ah yes, I know this. I remember. And then that. the main actor in it literally did that film. Stop being an actor. I think he's like a builder in America now. And he loves that there's this weird cult following where all these people think his film's really funny and he goes and does like talks before films and he like really like enjoys the crapness of it. But then the director started hearing about the fame of it, started getting really interested in the fate. Like he liked the fact that people were liking his film but refuses to acknowledge that, that, it's, it's that it's shit. And he's like, no, that's not why people are here. People are here because they think my film's it's good. It's a really good film. And it's like, literally, man, you're, like, you're doing it at like a film screening called like The Worst a Films. Bit like, <laughs> a bit like Bross, you know, how like one of the brothers is like really serious and he's just like, goes into all these like deep, meaningful, where he comes out with all those deep, meaningful quotes because he thinks he's really insightful. And I think he thinks... Like and then they did a documentary about Bros. I mean, I feel like everybody knows about this. I don't really need to. Talk I don't know. About like this. Americans might not know. <clears throat> so I they, didn't even know who Bros were. So Bros were in the like late eighties, early nineties. They're quite wham esque. Yeah, they? they were like a wham kind of band. It was like two brothers, and they did um, that song. Oh, I'm not going to sing it, am I? Is it when, when will I be famous? Will I, will I be famous? That one. Never if you sing like that. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to be a singer. I can't sing. Um, so they did that song and then they were super popular around that time and then it all went to shit because the brothers fell out um, and they let fame go to the heads um, and then they made a documentary about it over Christmas. I think it came out over Christmas. Yeah, like six months ago. Wasn't oh it? my God, it is brilliant it is absolute gold just because one of the brothers one of them isn't too bad but like the the uh, sorry but the better looking brother Finn. i know You're so vain well he is better looking the better looking brother is also the stupider one and he comes out with these quotes that are just like you makes you want to bash your head against the wall because they're so thick um it's definitely I mean, the documentary is actually really good. It's it won brilliant. some awards. Oh, I think it's like good. it kind of got famous because it's got all these stupid quotes, but then people actually were all watching it. And it is quite an endearing documentary. Oh, it is definitely. But uh, like, but if you got to be able to watch the whole documentary, just like search it on YouTube because I'm sure someone's made a comp- yeah, they've com- made a compilation. compilation of all his amazing his quotes. amazing quotes. Um, but like they interviewed him at like I think he was at like the Brit Awards or something, and he was like oh yeah I think we're going to do another follow up documentary and was being like really serious about it and he clearly just thinks everyone just loves Bros and that's why everyone loved the documentary not because of all the thick things he came out with uh, the other brother seems to have a bit of a sense of humour but he does not at all I think he's obviously quite uh, like sort of narcissistic like takes himself, in- takes himself extremely seriously and I think when you got people of that level like when you're so, when that's such a strong part of your personality that even he must be aware that it's a joke. No one is that stupid. He can't be that stupid that he doesn't realise that people are laughing about it. But I think that his <laughs> love know. of like attention and stuff 
he can push that down. Because like, he's like, I'm famous again. Yeah, because he, like... Well, they did a film about, I mean, a film, a song about being famous. So they clearly cool. want to when be... Cool, When Will I Be when Famous? When Will I Be Famous? They clearly want to be famous. So, I mean, maybe to him, it's just... Yeah, like the playoffs were worth it, kind of. Yeah, it? exactly. It doesn't matter how they get famous. They're in the spotlight and that's all that matters. Mm. Anyway, yeah. The if po- you do hear a podcast that's so bad, it's good. Let us know. Yeah, I'm interested. I want to listen to that. Because it's like music that's so bad, it's good. Yeah, definitely Guilty Pleasures. I mean, What's your favourite? What, Guilty Pleasure? Like, So Bad It's Good. I know that, I know. Oh, one. Too Bad It's, So Bad It's Good. Eiffel 65, Blue Dabadoo. Oh yeah, definitely. Come on, that's So Bad It's Good. Yeah, Lou Banger. This what? is just all, like, 90s. Well, I mean, I'm sure there were tracks. bad songs from other eras too. <laughs> they might even still be making bad music now. Who knows? Like, don't call me baby. That was a good one. That's a good, like, a good pop song, but it's a pile of shit. It's just the same lyrics over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, but that's most pop songs, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from here. Let me have a look at my list. See what. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, I've got to write a list because otherwise. I'm dyslexic and it just all goes out of my brain. That's why, by the way, I kind of wanted to apologise two, about two things. Good. Number one, I'm dyslexic. So when I talk about stories, like, I can't read out loud very well. I can read in my head fine, totally fine. But when it's out Well, you loud, say that, but no one can judge you, so yeah, exactly. we can't I be read, sure. Well, compared to you, I read really slowly and you read like a bloody... Whenever we try and read something together, Ollie's like whizzing through. And I'm like, please slow down. I don't know what's happened on page three. <laughs> My secret is I just read the words in succession. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I wanted to apologise about my poor storytelling. <laughs> I don't think it's your, I don't think I just... your reading of stories is the issue. I think it's your, when you're telling a story. <laughs> I jump ahead. You no, but that's start dys- in the middle. That's dyslexia as well. That is an actual, that's my, the main reason my teacher realised that I was dyslexic is because I do that and I jump ahead. I think ahead and I don't think at the task of ha- at hand. So I think in, in my head forward in the story and start telling that rather than... so. That... Yeah, because that always is a thing with me and you. I always have, have to say... Like when you're start telling a story to someone like in the pub, I'm like, wait, you've just started this right in the middle. Yeah, because like... I do it in my head and then I... I, I think get... it's when you're like excited to yeah. say something as well, isn't it? Anyway, so yeah, I just want to apologise about that. And I also wanted to apologise <laughs> about Ollie's scratching in the last episode because I don't want anyone to think that that was me. And honestly, it sounds like you have fleas. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe... <laughs> I listened back to it and I was like, all I could hear was your scratching. I mean, it might be just one of those things because I've noticed it that... Oh, good, now everyone picking... else will know. So. But just... You know, rain in the... Do oh. you have fleas? Do you actually have fleas? <laughs> Possibly. If I do, it's because I'm tight. I think it was because you were scratching your arm, like, right next to the microphone. And, like, oh, God, it was, like, nails down the chalkboard every time you did it. So oh, good. Just try and keep a lid on that. In this Great. If you Thanks have any for... mosquito bites, just, you know, try and not itch them because you know it makes it worse. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for telling me that on the podcast. <laughs> um... So, uh, what should we start with? Um, well, should we tell them about the Lake District? Well, yeah, you go, you go for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we went to the Lake District. <laughs> well done for starting uh, at the beginning. Me and Ollie went to um, a little town called Finnswaite um, near Lake Windermere in the Lake District for... Uh, I don't want to say mini moon because that makes me want to throw up on myself like a little mini honeymoon because abbreviate it call it a mini moon <laughs> no I refuse okay um, a mini honeymoon a mini is, honeymoon for the weekend because we don't have enough money to book our proper uh, honeymoon almost a mini moon then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have enough money to book our maxi moon yeah yet, yet. Um, so we just did that for the weekend um, and it was really lovely. It was like a long weekend. Mm. And we stayed in a, like a, um, uh, how do I explain? Um, my, farmhouse. Yeah, farm, farmhouse. Is that old barn? Yeah, old barn. Barn, farmhouse? Converted barn. Um, yes, it was converted. In a lovely little, <laughs> a lovely little, um, village and, um, Yeah, uh, we've been to it a few times. Mm. Um, we went... You've been like 
five times now? Four no, times? No, that four times, I think. Um, but yeah, we've always been with other people before, so this is the first time it was yeah. just, just me and Finn going yeah. together. Uh, yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? It was yeah. really nice. So we just saw lots of little baby lambs and... The just... best thing was Finn pointed <laughs> out every lamb. Like, so literally, like, Lake, Lake District, every field has sheep and lambs in it. And Finn points out every lamb they were all doing days. so they were lying down and chasing their mummies and doing so we're just that driving around thing. and Finn's going oh Ollie look oh Ollie look oh and I was like oh cool <laughs> just driving someone that's 45 minutes away this is gonna go quickly um and then we just went and did lots of went to lots of cozy pubs and went on lots of really nice dog walks we went to a sculpt park called called Grisdale um, we didn't really see that many sculptures because we yeah, took think... a bit of a wrong turn on our route, I think. No, I don't think so. I think I went there when I was at art college and did a fairly similar walk to the one that we did. And I just, but there were more sculptures when I went. Yeah. And to be honest, when we went, it mainly seemed to be people on mountain bikes. Yeah, so many mountain bikes. I wonder, I mean, Maybe people on mountain bikes bring in more money than people going to look at sculptures. But I feel like they could do with a few more sculptures. Also, the sculptures are so, like, natural-looking that you would miss them. Like, one of them was honestly a dry stone wall, which... Well, there were two. There was another one we walked past, but I just didn't bother pointing it out to you because it was literally just a square of rocks. And I was just like... Come on, like, pull your finger out a little bit. Like, I get that they want it to blend in with the natural landscape, but you still need to be able to notice that it's a sculpture. I just think, like, you... You know, if you go... If you went to artists, especially a lot of sculptors, and said, look, we can give you a space for free... Yeah. Like, we won't even, like, pay you for the sculpture. We'll just give you a space for free where you can exhibit... Anything you like. You would get amazing proposals. Yeah. Well, um, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of sculpture proposals this week for my actual job. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, there's so much potential for things for people to put in. Yeah. And the stuff they had was nice, but I just feel like they could also add just a few more interesting things. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, there was, like, a circle made out of wood yeah a wall made out of bricks well a, we a column made yeah out of wood. we went to the yorkshire sculpture park how many a year or two ago mm. didn't we which is brilliant if you're in the area or you fancy a good trip out the yorkshire sculpture park is absolutely amazing and um, they always have very like um what's the word um ambitious artworks yeah which is what Grisdale is lacking. It's la- yeah, it needs something a bit more like a, more of a wow factor. Like, I think it works really well in the Yorkshire Sculpture Park because it's this really beautiful park that, you know, you don't really have to enjoy sculpture to enjoy. You can go there with your dogs and walk around and have a lovely day. But then it's like contrasted with these really contemporary mad sculptures, which is really interesting. I think if I'm going to like a sculpture park or a sculpture woods or something, I just want to. I want to see something that is so like mad and unexpected to see in that environment. Mm. But maybe, but then maybe that's not what the average person who's going to a woodland yeah. in the Lake District wants to see. I mean, that you're coming at it from a point of view where you did a sculpture degree. Yeah, maybe they don't want to see a huge mirrored willy in the woods <laughs> or something. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, so we yeah went to Grisdale. Uh, I mean, it was, we're talking about it like it was really disappointing. It wasn't. They have, From a sculptural point of view. Slightly. Slightly, but, but the, every other element. The views, brilliant. Yeah, the walks are lovely. The view, oh my God, it's practically the nicest view I think I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely amazing. It felt like you were on top of the world. Um, and it's cool. And it's like, it's free. Yeah. I mean. The car park is quite expensive, but. I mean, <laughs> it is and it isn't. I think like. It was funny because I like looked it up online because I wanted to see how you like if I needed to get cash to pay for it if you could just pay for it there, and there were all these reviews and they're like the car park is so expensive, absolutely crazy, and I was like, I don't think these people have ever parked in Brighton city centre for a <laughs> yeah. few hours because like it's about the same price. You could literally park there for twenty four hours for the same price. Yeah, it's like three hours in Brighton. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you are pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but yeah, like definitely recommend it Mm. in some ways i prefer like i think i prefer the environment 
of it being in the woods to Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Yeah. But the I, walks, I like the art at Yorkshire mm, Sculpture the Park. The walks are more interesting at the Glasdale one. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, and then we just sort of like, we just had really nice chill time, just have very like leisurely baths and watched films. Oh, we watched the new series of What We Do in the Shadows. Um, I fell asleep. Ollie fell asleep. I, it, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't as good as the film, but um, I'm going to give it the time of day because I respect everyone involved in that project. Everyone? I, I do. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to let Matt Berry and Jermaine and whatever his name is, Wacky Matiti, was that mm-hmm. his name? Yeah, uh, it. Yeah, do their thing. and um, Yeah, I'm going to try and watch it again. I'm the, sure it's good. The bit with the raccoons was absolutely hilarious. Like, could not stop laughing at Because it's that. the TV show of the film. Yeah. It's like a sequel. Which, if you haven't watched, watch it immediately. I guess the problem with it... Is it's like... on Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it is, actually. But... It's on the internet. Mm. Um, I think the problem is, is like obviously the first episode they have to cater to people who may not have seen the film. Yeah. So the first episode just kind of felt like you're watching something that you'd already seen. Yeah, it was a lot of the same jokes, but that's similar to The Office, though, isn't it? Because like when yeah. you look at when you watch the, the American fir- Office compared to the English Office. Yeah, the first like couple, maybe even the first season, you're like these are just recycled jokes. This is not funny, and then it gets better and is better than the the original Office, in yeah. my personal humble opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and then... Prepare to get trolled online. I know, and then... I don't um, know, I think everyone pretty much universally agrees now. Yeah, and then we just, like, sat in the sunshine and drank champagne, and it was really lovely, and didn't want to come home. Yeah, Lake District, pretty nice. So nice. Pretty good. Could do with being a little bit closer to us, because it was a five and a half hour drive, I think. Six hour. Was it? Six, yeah. Which is a long way for... And Tova is so good in the car, like, she did not stir... Did not like. She's totally fine. It's so no, amazing. She just puts her head on the little headrest between the no, seats. I'm more like annoying in the car than she. Oh, is. I agree. She just lies on. <laughs> she lies on my lap and just doesn't do it. She's amazing. She's so good for six hours. Just doesn't move. She's brilliant. Anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. It's it's not. I feel like three hours. Yeah. Would be a more acceptable distance. Sorry. Um. But I looked up. I have a few. Um. Facts about the lake. Lake facts. Lake facts, which cause I just thought, seeing as we liked it so much, thought I'd find out a few interesting facts about it. Yeah. That you might not know about. I'm ready. Lake District, home of Beatrix Potter. There are, are, Is that one of the facts? Oh, uh, well, yes, but not <laughs> one of my facts. Uh, so, so we stayed in somewhere called Finnswaite, and then when I was Googling facts about the Lake Districts, one of the facts was... Uh, places that ended with Thwaite um, is Old Norse for clearing. Wow. Which I thought was interesting because Tova, her name is um, Old Norse for beautiful. Oh. Yeah. So she was in a be- she was beautiful in a clearing. Yeah. Well, no, but well, yeah, she yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, I just thought that was. But where is the clearing in Finsworth? I don't know, I but, guess it's a clearing from all, where all the trees were, yeah, like so. in the olden days, but I just thought that was quite interesting, the Old Norse element of it. Yeah, I wonder how like an Old Norse name got to... I feel like you might have told me this. Okay. But, uh, so, the characters from the Danny Boyle film 28 Days Later took refuge and managed to escape from the zombie apocalypse in um, a place near Windermere Marina vi- Village. Um, I didn't know that Ennerdale and I I'm really annoyed that I only just found this out because we're really near we were staying really near Lake Windermere and we could have gone to this place where they went in wait what's it called Emmerdale Ennerdale Enner Ennerdale yeah not Emmerdale yeah I don't want to go to bloody Emmerdale zombie apocalypse uh, I didn't know that. That's a good film, though, 28 Days Later. Such good I just film. thought they went to, like, the countryside. Yeah, but... I remember. And the, the bit at the end. But we've got a weird um, connection to apocalyptic um, <laughs> fiction. Yeah. Because 
they went so in Day of the Triffids, or one of me and Ollie's favourite books. Which twenty eight days later is, is based, sort of based on, on, yeah. Um they go to um a place in well, I am originally from like I grew up in a little village called Fittleworth, which and then I moved to a place called Stopham, which the next town over is a town called Paulborough, and in Day of the um Day of the Trip Triffids, they go and stay in a cottage on the marshes between my village and Paulborough. Um, so half the reason I love that book so much is I got so excited that they mentioned that because it was literally I could walk down to the bit he was describing in the book. It's weird, then, isn't it? Like if I guess that's like I books didn't fart. And, that was a chair, by the way. <laughs> books and films and all that kind of stuff. Like if it mentions somewhere you know, it's yeah. like the most exciting thing. So exciting. And really, like you know. That isn't something that is particularly exciting. You should want to be reading about exotic places that are a million miles away. I know, but you're like, like, oh my God, I've been there. I, I heard someone say something that I always thought was really funny. It was like, Google have photographed the whole earth for Google Maps. But if you show anyone Google Maps, the first thing they do is it's look Google up their earth. own house. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And it's like, literally, they could be looking at like the jungle. They could be looking at like Tokyo. They could be looking at like New York. Everyone just Googles their own house. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true and so stupid. <laughs> yeah, the place they see every single day. I why that is. I don't know, I guess, I mean, obviously you've got more personal connection to it and that's why it's interesting when it's in a book or something, but yeah. it's just quite funny. Yeah, it's very funny. But yeah, oh, what was that other book that he, John Wood, um, read, wrote and it was uh, based on that film, the film is... Children of the Corn, what's it? Midwich Cuckoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an exceptional book um, that we listened to the audiobook of, which was like a dramatization, which was like, I don't know, it was like quite an old Radio 4 dramatization. It was like Bill Nye. It, it was really it. good. Um, um, yeah, so if you're looking for something to listen to, uh, you're listening to a new audiobook or something that you want to listen to, then. Um, I think we just found it on YouTube or something. It was really brilliant. So definitely download that. Or I think yeah, it might just... have been like on Radio 4. Oh, I think God, it was like it a little dramatisation. Yeah, it definitely on there, was but... with Bill Nye, but it's really good. And again, because John Wyndham lived around the South Downs, which is where me and Ollie are from. Um, so all of his books are kind of set in villages like based on villages where me yeah, and Yeah, it's all like quite up. twee in English. Yeah, and so I, yeah, it's just. Very interesting for me and Ollie, obviously. Yeah. But anyone who likes that kind of like Wicker Man kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, English countryside, pretty creepy, full of creeps, that's for sure. Uh, you knew about this because we almost went to this place, but uh, p- the pencil was invented in the Lake District. Um, and they have a pencil museum that you can go to where you can see the first ever pencil. I've always Ollie... wanted to go to the pencil museum, but then I read the reviews and they were not not good. Well, they were like, it's like 10 quid and they were like, it takes like five minutes to walk around. And okay, maybe I should have seen this coming, but they were like, it is just like a room full of pencils. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they'd be like, I don't know, like a roller coaster or something. No, I didn't no. think they'd be a roller coaster, but... Oh my, that would be really cute though, like like all the rides just pencil shapes like you know log flume. they could do really good like you're going into a sharpener whoa oh, <laughs> oh my god can we make can we open a pencil theme park i mean of all the bad ideas we've had that's got to be one of the worst <laughs> um yeah but it's in sightseers the film another great film where Piling out the recommendations in this episode. <laughs> Sightseers is actually really worth watching. Fucking the best film ever. I'd say it was probably in my top 20 films. Mm. Yeah. Not top 10, though. Well, I don't want to... I don't know what I would put in my top... <laughs> actually, I'm going to write down my top 20 films and I'm going to put them in order. Okay. Maybe I'll say that in a... Uh, but yeah, directed by Ben Wheatley. Yeah. Who's the best. He's the best. Uh, yeah, Sightseers, definitely worth it. But they go to the Pencil Museum in Sightseers, so yeah. that that already piqued me and Ollie's interest in the Pencil Museum, and of then course. we realised that it wasn't far away well, from I, The interest day. was obviously already there, we're only human, but that piqued it, uh, but not enough for us to actually bother going. But uh, there was a graphite mine in Seathwaite, first discovered in the 1550s, provided the natural resource required to make the very first pencil, and the history of this humble... Um, item of stationery is charted at the Pencil Museum in Cheswick. So if you want to go, go to Cheswick. 
But do they have? They've got the first pencil there, don't they? The first pencil, and they've got the world's longest colouring pencil. How long is it? Uh, I didn't actually. Okay, I'm googling it quickly. Yeah, okay. okay, right, because I need to. Because I bet it's not that long. I think that's one of those things where there's like so little competition that it doesn't. You know, like. If you do something really weird, you can get like it's the same length as like a walking. I bet it's like a metre long or something. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, what is it? It's the world's longest colouring pencil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's specified colouring pencil, not the world's longest graphite pencil. You'll be interested to know that if you Google world's longest, the first thing that comes up with is fart, (laughs) (laughs) followed by river. Well, it's good to know that the world's population Google um, pure old shit like that. Right. Guess how long you reckon it's gonna be. I'm not very good at like. Can I do? What do I have to do it in? Like, can I do? Jesus it? Christ! Is it long? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Is it like a mile? Oh no, this isn't the same one that's in the uh, pencil museum. Oh well, they can't have the world's longest then. Well, this is just the world's longest pencil. Right. Not How long world... is it? I want you to guess. Um, a mile. Uh, do it in metres. I don't know miles in metres. <laughs> I don't know how long a metre is. Yes, you do. Is it like... It's a 100 centimetres. Yeah, but I can't picture that. Is it as long as my arm? A mile in metres is 1,609 metres. 1,600... Oh, this is getting to maths, so I can't do it. Okay. I don't know. Don't make me guess. Just tell me. It's 459 metres long. I mean... That's like half a mile. That's really... No, it's not half a mile. The miles... Third of a mile. The mar- miles are the only thing I could... Like, you saying that number to me was just like... Like, this is... You're talking to a girl who thought planes flew at 100,000 miles <laughs> in the air or something. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Because I said, <laughs> this plane's at 30,000 feet. And you were like, no, it's at 1,000 miles, surely. <laughs> we were in a plane. And Ollie realised I was... The an biggest, idiot. Biggest person he'd ever met. I thought I could trick this woman into marrying me. She's an idiot. <laughs> I'm just not good at that, like, um, I measuring. Can't do it. I can't do measuring. Yeah. I'm, again, I blame everything that I'm bad at in my life on dyslexia, but I really do blame it as being dyslexic. Anyway, do you want to hear my next leg fact? Oh, wait, can I just tell? I've just found out how long the longest covering pencil is, and it is crap. S- 7.6. At 7.9 metres. That's just... How um, long is that? Like, as long as this room? Yeah, like, it's 26 feet long. Again, I mean... Well, I'm six foot. Okay. So there's, like, a few of me. That's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. I mean, yeah, it would have been better if it was, like, three (laughs) metres long. (laughs) Anyway, so this is... That was pencil chat. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that section. Hope you all enjoyed pencil news this week. (laughs) Um... Two villages are yep. buried under one of the lakes. That's cool. Isn't it cool? So, um, with the population growth in the early part of the 20th century leading to a need for additional infrastructure to support more and more people, the Manchester Corporation was granted permission from the Parliament in 1929 to build a reservoir in Mardale Valley to provide drinking water for the inhabitants of the north northwestern towns. Right. Hayes Water was originally a natural lake in a valley and was also home to two villages, Marsdale Green and Meesand. Before construction of the dam to create the new reservoir could start, the buildings of the farms and homes of the inhabitants were pulled down with the local church and pub, and the Dunbill Inn suffered the same fate. Coffins of the deceased buried in the graveyards were moved and reburied elsewhere, and the valley was flooded in 1935 to create what is now Horswater, the most easterly of all the lakes. Nowadays, there is... If there is a drought and water levels are low, the remains of the former buildings and the two villages can be seen. That's really cool. Is that the one where you can see like a church spire sticking out of the lake? Possibly, I imagine so. That's so cool. There's something very interesting about it like that, isn't there? Mm. Also, it must have been annoying if you lived there at the time. When they're like, we need a lake, please move. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, mm. I like my home. No, I'm flooding no, it. No, it's Get not for out. you, mate. Um, thought Wait, that... which, so which lake was that in? Um... So, Hawes Water, I ha- actually found, I wrote this, I didn't write this down because I thought it was boring, but hmm. um, the Lake District yeah. only has one lake in it, technically. Does it? Yeah. Windermere, not a lake. What is it? A sea? 
Uh, no, I think the name of it, Windermere, like Mere means like body of water or something. This is why I didn't write it down because it was quite boring. Yeah, but well, I like that you're saying, to, saying only, it anyway. Uh, maybe Horsewater is the only, but like technically speaking, only one of them is an actual lake. Oh, well, they shouldn't call it the District of Lakes then. I know, they? exactly. Just thought that was. Is quite it the Lake District or the Lakes District? It is lake. only the Lake District. Oh, so it's not true. plural. No. So maybe they're right. No, but you do say the Lakes, don't you? I mean, we do. Hmm. But we've only been there a few times, so we don't know what we're talking about. Um, this is my last fact about the Lake District. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite fun and very yeah. English. Um, a competition is held each year at Bridge Inn in the Stanton Bridge in the Western Lake District, um, where it's basically who can be the biggest liar. <laughs> oh, I'd be good at that. It's the biggest liar competition. Um, and it's held in memory of a 19th century pub landlord, Will Ritson, who was allegedly such an accomplished teller of tall tales, he convinced several people that Cumbria grew turnips large enough to be hollowed out and used as cow sheds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant lie. I know. What did he achieve with that lie? I don't know. Just He probably was just like, just um, people coming into his pub who weren't locals and he thought oh I can get one over on them I mean we all know the type we know the type that's brilliant I like that though. yeah the world so they have an annual competition where you can win a prize for being the world's biggest liar but how does it work I've got so many questions I know you can't answer any of them I can't them. answer any of them I only took a short paragraph <laughs> um uh, there was another thing that I looked up, which again I didn't write down because I thought it was quite boring. Yeah. Oh, there's. I like a... that you before this podcast decided that something's not interesting enough to and then I'm talk talking about, about it, and then instantly start talking about it. Um, there's a pub in the Lake District where you can be knighted. Yeah. Um, and it's like from the 18th century, and it's like a tradition that they can actually be knighted for um just buying a round of drinks for everyone at the pub. <laughs> That sounds like a good pub to hang out at. It's like surely like tourists are coming in all the time. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of weird old outkeys sitting in the bar in that pub. Definitely. Yeah. Let's not go there. It sounds awful. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe it's my Lake District facts. Did you enjoy them? What a section. What a section. And can we look forward to that happening every week? No, that's a Lake District special. Oh, like go for that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I thought they were quite interesting. Yeah, they were good. No, People might find them interesting. People who are thinking about going to the Lake District will know to go to the Bridge Inn in Stanton Bridge if they want to be the world's biggest liar. Oh, and they can all sit in the car and be like, actually, did you know that? <laughs> Although being called the Lake District, there's in fact only one lake in this district. Um, do you want to do your your... Have you got a creepy thing for this week? Well, it's not creepy, because I don't want to just do creepy, because, as we have discussed on this podcast many times, there's an abundance of creepy podcasts. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to... I'm going to, I'm not going to do, like, creepy every week. Obviously, if I find something creepy, I'm going to tell you. Okay. You know, I know you enjoy an unsolved mystery. How are we doing on the old drink front? Oh, by the way, um, you might notice there's no crackling ambience in the background of this episode. It's because it's getting towards summer and it's a bit too hot. Yeah, it's quite hot actually. Yeah, I feel like it it doesn't really like (laughs) add the same effect if it's boiling hot and you're listening to a crackling fire in the background. So um, we're drinking weird mojitos instead with stuff we found in our cupboards so covered mojito yeah we didn't have any fizzy water so we've got lemonade but everything else that's in a mojito so it's quite refreshing i don't think that's as weird as you seem to think it is (laughs) okay um wait no let's top up our drinks and then you get onto your interesting interesting thing not creepy thing well it depends on how creepy you find things that aren't creepy okay okay all right see you in a minge bye Okay, right, so you ready for my dumb mystery of the week? Dumb mystery? Well, I mean, it's not as good as the one last week. Okay. But what was, hey? (laughs) Everyone's sitting on the edge of their seats now. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so there's a thing, one of the ways that they rank the importance of people on Wikipedia is that you can look at how many languages the page has been translated into. Translated? (laughs) Yeah. So, for example... Jesus Christ, 
his Wikipedia page has been translated into 214 languages. Can we just get have a moment to appreciate the fact that Jesus Christ has a Wikipedia page? Like, yeah, well, just, how else would anyone know who he was? It's just the thought of that is just so weird. Anyway. So, obviously there's all, like, the obvious languages. English, French, Spanish. Japanese. Japanese. Imagine if I listed 214 languages now, how bad this would be. But also there's a lot of weird ones as well. Like, mm-hmm. Old English... Oh, Latin? Latin, yeah. People do, just do, like... So basically, it's sort of like... I think sort of people, like, kind of push to come up with as many different ones. So, there's a ranking of, like, the top 1,000 po- most popular people ranked on their amount of languages that their uh, Wikipedia page has been translated into. Okay. So, first place, Jesus Christ. Big guy, lots of followers, pretty popular. <laughs> I have heard of him. You've heard of him. We've all heard of him. Second place, Barack Obama. Oh, I love the modern Jesus. Yeah, he is. I love him. No offense, Trump fans. No, I know we got every offense. <laughs> I know you're annoyed by that. Number three, I'm not going to mention right now for the purposes of this story. Okay. Uh, number four, Confucius. Number five, Isaac Newton. Who's Confucius? Doesn't matter for the purpose of the story, I'll tell you I later. I know the name, but what did he do? He just... It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Number 20. Or other people in the top 20. Hitler. Einstein. Mm. Aristotle. Mm-hmm. Mohammed. Mm-hmm. Marx. Quite famous people. Very. Big hitters. So, who do you think number three is? So, think about all those people. These are like big... Big names. Gandhi. It's a good guess, but it's not Gandhi. Muhammad Ali. That might be the Muhammad they're referring to. I don't think it is. No, it's not that. Um, do you want me to tell you? Wait, let me have one more guess. Okay. Um, Can you give me a clue? Yeah, they're still alive. They're still alive. Oh, like... So they're one lower than Bar- Barack Obama Are they a... in terms of fame on Wikipedia. Are they a politician? Uh, no. Are they a musician? Sort of. Sort of. They can sing. They can sing. They mainly act. Act. But Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was Lindsay Lohan. I love Lindsay Lohan, but unfortunately not. Uh, Okay, I give up. Who is it? Corbin Blue. Who the fuck is that? Uh, Corbin Blue is a supporting cast member of the Disney film High School Musical. Corbin Blue. I watched High School Musical. Here's a photo of him. What's he look like? To people listening, you don't recognise. Oh, he's the basketball one. Yeah. He is the third. Why? Well, this is the mystery. No one knows. What? So <laughs> He's not even famous now. What's he in? So he has... He was like the cute one with the sort of corkscrew curly hair and he was best friends with Trey. I <laughs> didn't watch that film a million times. So he, by the measure of Wikipedia, mm. and in terms of being able to read about him in any language, is more is better represented globally than Da Vinci, Shakespeare, what? Charles Darwin, and Michael Jackson. This is the maddest thing I've ever heard. So he's got his Wikipedia page written in like English, Spanish, German, French, uh, but also in Romanian, Serbian. Magaya, Vietnamese, Swahili, and 185 other languages. I don't... I don't... What? (laughs) What? It's just like, it's the weirdest thing ever. So, obviously, he is a celebrity. I mean, he was pretty big, like, when I was a teenager, granted. Um, He currently has 989,000 Twitter followers, which is a lot. It's a lot, but not massive. Uh, but he's not in the top 1,000. Like, you think, like, Zuala was more um, likely to be in the top three than this guy. Well, it, so in the top 1,000 people on Twitter... Yeah. Number 999 has 3 million followers. So he's wow. quite a lot behind that. Yeah. He's like 2 million behind that. Um... Did he do something, like, outrageous or something? No. And while Blue was number three 
in the number of Wikipedia language editions. In terms of page views, he's not even in the top 100. He's way behind celebrities like Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Miley Cyrus, Lindsay Lohan, as he mentioned earlier. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to his language editions, no contemporary celebrities compared to Blue. What? The next highest living celebrity was Lady Gaga, who at 133 pages comes in in 45th place. What? This is crazy. Uh, so obviously High School Musical is very popular. Uh, has a very dedicated fan base. Uh, but like the other actors in it are more famous than him. Zac Efron, played Ted Bundy. Yeah. Can't get more famous than that. <laughs> um, Zac Efron has a Wikipedia page in 66 lang- languages, which is a, thir- a third as many as Blue. That's... I, I'm, I'm speechless. That's what we're going for, right? Is it like a... Um... Like an internet, like a Reddit internet conspiracy where everyone's grouped together like it would be really funny if this random guy was number three after Barack Obama. Well, no, because it's a lot of effort to like translate into all of those languages and to do it. But I said, so I I heard this story and I liked it. And then I started like reading all these forums where they were talking about like, how could he be that famous? Like they contacted him and told him that he was number three and he said holy shit really i wonder why that is are there many people looking me up what the hell that's amazing uh that is unnecessary but i'm gonna put it on my resume (laughs) which i guess is quite a good um so he has no idea either so one of the theories was is that people were searching for chicken cordon bleu uh the dish but i mean that doesn't really make much sense uh (laughs) So what's his name? Cord... Corm... Wait. <laughs> his name is Corbin Blue. Or Corbin Blue. B-L-E-U. How do you spell it? Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, is it something to do with the fact that two, maybe the two separate words are popular searches or something? Well, so then all these people on these forums started looking into it, trying to work out like how, like what is the re- like what possible reason could he be mm. the third most famous person on Wikipedia, and it seems that basically there is one Uber fan of his who lives in Saudi Arabia, they think, who has multiple accounts, who makes. Who adds pages That's all about fucking him. fucking weird. It's called Zimmerman610 Zimmerman is one of his accounts. There's another account that's called Chase Watson. Oh, it's so scary. Um, but the interesting thing is he's been, like, banned from Wikipedia for adding, like, weird things. And he, like, goes onto different pages and, like, tries to, like, mess them up and stuff. Oh, why are people But then so at the same weird? time, he's, like, adding all this stuff. But then even that doesn't really make sense because if you were a huge fan of Corbin Blue, and I mean, who isn't a big fan? I know we all are. Um, it's a very strange way of showing your appreciation for his yeah, work in pe- the high school music. People are weird though. But if you really liked an actor, yeah, I don't think you'd add 300 Wikipedia entries in multiple languages about them. About who would I add? Who would be your turn? Oh, Jamie Lannister. All right, well, that's just your fad of the week. He's dead now anyway. No! Ollie! Oh, my God, spoiler. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Oh, everyone's seen it now. No, I don't think they... They don't even know what we're talking about anyway. Mm, We haven't said the word. I'm sorry. Um, What was I going to say? But people are weird on the internet, right? Because I, you know, I I got obsessed with that weird freak... Um, who's obsessed with Miley Cyrus and comments on all of her pictures like oh, I need to be with you Miley like I'm in love with you it's like um, like unfair that I, you're it's against my like human rights not being with you and he like it's just so intense well, that's why I wrote to Corbin Blue but he just didn't even reply <laughs> and he like posts pictures of her, like my honestly I would not be surprised if this guy turns out like trying to make an attempt on her life because he is so unhinged like I don't understand how Instagram haven't taken him down he's a very no, strange he's got guy bigger things to do like make money from artists this is why I just wouldn't want like why would you want to be a celebrity like well I think Corbin terrifying. Blue's got the perfect level 
Is it though? Because there's no one weird... knows who he is. Yeah, but some weird guy in Saudi Arabia is clearly obsessed with well, him. Well, no, that's just a theory. No one knows if that's mm. actually what it is. Yeah, but he is obsessed with him. Well, no, it's just literally just a theory. Mm. I don't know. But that's it. So no one really knows why he's mm. the third most popular person on Wikipedia. That is really interesting. It's just like, like a weird anom- anomaly. And Oh, wow, that was a big Oof. word, Ollie. Um... And off the back of that, in the same forum, I found out that koalas have the smallest brain-to-body ratio of any mammal. Oh, I already knew that, actually. Um, not, not related to Corbin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just a good fact to know. And that if you, put a, if you pluck a leaf from a branch and put it flat on the floor in front of a koala, they're so stupid they wouldn't recognise it. A leaf? They wouldn't even know that. They'd be like, what is that green thing? Just smashing it against their light head. Yeah. So that's my little mystery. Fabulous. I loved it. Good. Um, so if anyone knows why that dude is... Um... Oh my God, did an inside bat then. Number three. Uh, number three, then let's I just, love the, I just love the list of people that he's higher than. Like Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Because also, like, Da Vinci really makes sense as someone who you would translate his Wikipedia into ancient languages as sort of like... Well, a, he was, like, he... As a sort of uh, tribute to him kind of thing. Well, he did so much for so many different um, yeah, and, and obviously, things, like mathematics and science and inventions and obviously Corbin and did do that as well, for singing and acting, and that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Isn't that interesting? So interesting. Weird, right? Very weird. And it's good to find an unsolved mystery on the internet that doesn't involve someone dying. Which is a fun treat. Mm. It's the right. time in the podcast where Tova cries to be let out. She hasn't cried yet, just let it, leave her alone. Okay. Well, um, shall we get on to the cute life section? The cute yeah, section? give us a little, give me a cute story. Um, I've got several things for the cute section this week. Oh, um, multiple cutes. Yeah, well, two are mini ones, and then there's the main proper one, the real meat of the, the ve- cute meat, the vegan meat of this uh, section. The cute tofurkey. Um, so first off, um, my cute thing is that I, well, we got a very cute parcel in the post today from our friend Sarah, who um, made us a little frame with the cute life, um, living the cute life, written in it for a wedding present, and then she drawn a little cute little um picture of us in our wedding outfits um at our wedding on our card which was just so sweet and lovely and just oh, I've I've put her frame on my desk I'm gonna mount it above my desk so that I can always look at it and think whenever whenever I feel down about my art or like what I'm doing I can look at it and think well I'm doing this because I want to live the cute life yeah which is the whole point yeah um and then my second thing is that I this is a little bit weird but I can tell who has been listening to the podcast from people talking to me on Instagram right um because they started calling me Finn because you obviously call me Finn and I never refer to myself as Finn but all my friends called me Finn um and yeah I've just noticed in the last like couple of months like people have messaged me and called me Finn which just makes me feel really like I I can tell that they must listen to the podcast because why else would How they else suddenly they know, start calling me Finn? Well, if you listen Which, to the podcast I just and you love message it. Finn, yeah. make sure to call her Finn so she yeah. knows you're listening. So I know that you're listening. And if you're one of the girls, so sweet. if you're one of the girls that works at Monkey with Finn, don't call her Finn. Call her the nickname you used to call her at Monkey. What Finners? Finners. Yeah, they were all my um. The I used to work in a clothes shop called Monkey, and they all call me Finners. <laughs> Which okay. makes me sound like a weird hillbilly. <laughs> well, you are. Mm. Right, give us the meaty, the meaty one. The meaty, juicy bit. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Ollie's just grabbing Tova. Tova just waits. Uh, uh, like, every episode, I'm like, she's going to be good this episode. She's not going to be a pest. And then she waits till about... We're about three quarters in and then cries to go out. It's like her little routine. She's going to be okay. Okay, tell me the story. Okay. Ollie. Yes. Do you know... Finn. Finn. (laughs) Got it. Do you think that's cute, though? I think it's really cute. I think it's cute, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I know that you listen. It's really cute. And and only my friends call me Finn, so it means we're friends. Yeah. Um, Do you know 
Um, have you heard of a, uh, someone called Sir Nils Olav? Related to Corbin Blue? No. No. Then no, I have not. Um, do you want to have a guess at who he is? Say his name again. Sir Niles Nils Olav. Uh, you Nor- get- Norwegian explorer. Oh, you you got Norwegian. That's close. Well, you know me. Big fan of Norway. Of the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> um, so, Brigadier Sir Nils Olav is a king penguin who resides... <laughs> oh, pretty close. <laughs> wait, wait. Is uh, a king penguin who resides in Edinburgh Zoo, Scotland. He is the mascot and colonel-in-chief of the Norwegian King's Guard. Wow. <laughs> His name, N- Nils Olav, and associated ranks have been passed down through three king penguins since 1972, the current holder being Nils Olav III. Amazing. So, Norway, whose explorer, Roald Amundsen, Roald, by the way, love that name. Yeah. Not enough people are called Roald these days. Not good if you have a fat kid called Roald. Yeah, not really. Definitely getting (laughs) blown. Was the first person to reach the South Pole in 1911 uh, and presented the Edinburgh Zoo with its first king penguin opening in 1913. Okay. Um, As two vegans, we're not really supposed to support zoos. But it's alright, 9.13. Didn't know what, they didn't know better. They didn't know better. and They this, were having a war. They just needed to take their mind off things. Well, they weren't yet, but they were getting in the mood. But I, I do really enjoy the story, so I'm okay. going to overlook the cruelty of zoos for the purpose of the cute life this week. Okay. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> That's very vegan of me. Uh, when the Norwegian King's Guard visited the Edinburgh military... T- Tattoo of 1961 yeah, right. for a drill display. Why is it a military tattoo? It's just what it's called. Hmm, never heard of that. It's nothing before. to do with tattoos on your skin. Oh, interesting. Uh, for a drill display, a lieutenant named Niles Idgelian became interested in the zoo's penguin colony. When the guards once again returned to Edinburgh in 1972, arranged for this regiment to adopt a penguin. This penguin was named Niles Olaf in honour of Niels Iglin and King Olaf V of Norway. Nils Olaf was given the rank of Lance Corporal in the regiment. Of course. He was... He has been promoted each time the King's Guard has returned to the zoo. In 1982, he was made a corporal and promoted to sergeant in 1987. Ne- Niels... Do you not think that'd be a bit annoying if you were like currently a corporal? Yeah, probably. And you're like, wait a minute, this penguin is literally my superior. Nils died shortly after his promotion to sergeant no. and his place was taken off by Nils Olaf II, a two-year-old near double. He was promoted in 1993 to rank of regimental sergeant major and in 2001 and one was promoted to Honourable Regimental Sergeant Major. On the 18th of August 2005, he was appointed to Colonel-in-Chief of the same regiment. The next honour was a knighthood awarded during oh the visit God. by the soldiers from the Norwegian King's Guard. sure he was just one in the pub in the late days. In 2008. The knighthood was approved by King Harold V, and Nils became the first penguin to receive such an honour in the Norwegian army. Well, like the first, like... The first... <laughs> As if there's been many since. <sighs> During the ceremony, a crowd of several hundred people joined the 130 guardsmen on parade at the zoo and near a citation of, and to hear a citation, citation from the king to read out, which described Nils as a penguin in every way qualified to receive the honour and dignity of a knighthood. I've always said about that about him. Um, during the 2005 visit visit a four foot high bronze statue of Nils was presented to Edinburgh Zoo. The statue's inscri- inscription includes references to both the King's Guard In and the military tattoo. In case you're wondering, an eighth of the size of the colouring of your pencil. <laughs> That's the statue also stands in the King's Guard compound in Oslo. Wow. Oh, here we go. Uh, a third penguin, Nils Olaf III, took over at some point between 2008 and 2016. That's such a big period of time. On on the 22nd of August 2016, he was promoted to brigadier in a ceremony attended by over 50 members of the King's Guard. Over 15? 50. Five. I thought he meant one five. And that is the story of Nils Olaf, the um, penguin with a knighthood. I mean, that's wonderful. I think the problem is... 
It's, as cute as those stories are, there's always something slightly depressing about, not that I ever wanted to be in the army, but like an animal achieving like a level in their career that I will never achieve. <laughs> They've got a face. It's like, find, it's like me finding out that uh, there is a small ferret that is head of head curator at Tate. <laughs> and me being just like, oh. oh. Um, do you want to see a picture of Nitsa Nils? That's him inspecting his troops. I mean... And he's got a little medal on his wing. Why haven't you drawn him? It's so fantastic. You've got to draw him. He's the best. I can't believe I only found out about him today. It was so... I, I only found out... So I was desperately Googling, like, cute facts. I was just Googling cat, so cute I came, military penguins and it just came up. So well, I came across this list where it's, like, um, 20 of the cutest animal facts... Two of the other facts were otters hold hands when they're asleep so that they don't float apart from each other. Um, And they have a little pouch um, on their body where they keep their favourite rock. That's cute. Which I knew about the hand holding, but I didn't know about the favourite rock pouch. Is that their rock for smashing? Yeah, smashing that. (laughs) Cool. Um, And then another fact was male puppies will sometimes (laughs) let the female pup win in a play fight so that they get to know them better. (laughs) Wow. Which I'm like, how do they know that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the weird things. Like, how is that instinctive? Are you having a coughing fit, babe? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> you okay? Sorry. Yeah, do you I'm need fine. Me to pause. No, I'm good. Um, right. Yeah, so the penguin was another one of the facts. So I just was like, that can't be true. And then found out all that shit about him. I just feel like that must be very strange for the soldiers. <laughs> As they're standing there in their full uniform, doing all their special moves with their, like, guns. Oh, I love it, though. I thought it was lovely. Anyway, so, yeah. That's my cute life section. That's very cute. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, you should definitely draw that penguin, though. I've never drawn a penguin before. Well, funnily enough, because nobody has pet penguins, no one's, do they? No one's ordered one of their pet portraits of a penguin. A few people have asked me, like, what the most unusual pet I've painted is. And I... Honestly, I'd love to paint something unusual, like a... Well, maybe not a monkey, because I don't approve of people having monkeys as pets. But I'd like to paint, I don't know, a snake or... Um, even, like, I've never painted a rabbit before. you never done a rabbit? No, I just feel like people are not as invested with their rabbits to paint. Oh, you did a guinea pig, didn't you? Yeah, but, oh, guinea pigs, you know, my I had guinea pigs. Um, I had a guinea pig called Stella, and she was a wonderful angel. She used to follow me around the house and then she used to do tricks. So she used to come when she was called and she used to stand on her back legs like to beg for treats. She was just mm. the best. I loved her so much. We had a deep connection. And she then, also, we also had like a futon that was our sofa and she used to pay under it all the time. Yeah, my housemate ran and I mean, <laughs> it's a miracle that she's still friends with me. So I used to let, because I believed that my guinea pigs should run, run free and be like free with the world and have lots of room to run around and have fun in yeah and then they used to do that and then hide... there were five of us living in a small three-bedroom <laughs> flat in central behind. london they used to hide behind the fridge and like poo oh my god there's just poos everywhere <laughs> so many poops i just remember like the estate agent coming around and us just like having to close the cupboard door and be like I hope she doesn't open this cupboard. <laughs> yeah, because I used to keep them in a cupboard and then let them run around the flat. And they chewed through the bottom of the door. Chewed through the bottom of the door. Chewed all the wires. Chewed the wires. They were little horrors, but I loved them. Anyway, so I understand why people would want pictures of their guinea pigs because I have a connection with them. But anyway, yeah, no one's asked me to paint a rabbit. No one's asked me to paint anything really very unusual, which is always very disappointing when people ask me that question that I don't have anything mad to tell them, but... Well, you so, did Juniper. I did do Juniper, yeah. And that's a fox. Yeah. Oh, my prints are in store, by the way, if anyone wants to order one. They look great. They look really good. I'm so happy with them, um, genuinely. And I think they're great. And you should order one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, I used to work at an art gallery that just did prints. And it's very hard to get prints that are the right colours, the right quality and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've just always been a little bit disappointed with just, it's so hard when you're doing um, like colour paintings to get something that's as crisp and the colour palette as nice as the original. 
but like this I'm actually These really, ones look really, really happy good. they're not dissimilar from the original and um, the colours look really vivid yeah. and I'm just no, really happy with bright. them which is great and they're yeah, on really good quality paper and they've got a little border around them which is quite nice because it means that you don't need amounts necessarily so yeah or anyway, if you check don't them want out them, in my they're cut on, it off. on my website yeah if you don't want them you can just trim them down or ask me to trim them down i don't mind um yeah so they're on my website so check them out yeah ask Finn to trim them down and then she'll make me do it so, <laughs> yeah. you're better at it than me oh, i'm very good at trimming um so on the subject of art i wanted to do my artist of the week this week okay so my artist of the week this week is someone called Wanda Comrie, who is an Australian artist. Are you familiar with her work at all? I recognise the name. You must have told me about her um, I think I show you her work quite a lot because I'm just in love with her stuff. Her colour palette, the... Oh, she does oil paintings. Um, I think occasionally she does do gouache paintings, but primarily she uses oil on panel, which is what I use as well. So I've got that added, like, just in awe of her technique. Um, and she does the most beautiful still lives of flowers in vases on usually patterned tablecloths or sometimes she does patterned backgrounds. And the colours she uses are so beautiful. She uses like a mixture of pastels with quite loud, um, vibrant pinks and oranges. And they're just absolutely divine. I think it's it's interesting. You always like are more interested in artists that use the same medium as you. Do you find? Or maybe that's just me. Um... Yes. Not that not that I like it. I just I think when you see someone who's doing something that's like a similar like, because I I do a lot of like dip pen ink yeah. drawings. When I see that, like I it, you sort of do like almost like a double take. Like you mm. give them an extra sort of like, how are they doing that kind of? I think a lot of the questions I like whenever I've done sort of Q and A's on my Instagram, it's always sort of like questions about gouache and like the different what sort of brand paint I use and what techniques I use and stuff so I suppose from just my follower base like that is true like people are following me because they're interested in my technique um yeah I would say I'm interested in like I just her color palette is very much like um well I wouldn't say it's similar to mine but it's like something that I would aspire to like, yeah I love her color palette they're just I love the contrast of pastel with like pops of colour mm. um, and I love the smoothness of it like I, that's what I really like about oils I really want to get back into doing oils because I actually um, when I was 17 I um, was a apprentice for an oil painter um, but she was an ab abstract oil painter so I did um, she taught me how to use oils um, and I haven't really used them since just because they're quite messy. Um, never dry. They never dry, which I find really frustrating. But it is, I mean, that in a way is... Um, well, that's like one of the positives of the medium. Yeah, that you can manipulate them and it kind of adds to it, like when you work back into them. Um, but yeah, the fact that they take, they take like three weeks to dry sometimes. Well, because we, the gallery I work at, we... You, like we sort of specialize in artists from abroad yeah so a lot of our painters who are doing painting on canvas will paint it on a stretcher take the canvas off the stretcher roll it up send it to us and then we restretch it and the amount of ones where you get it oh it's melted well no but you just unroll it and it's like sticking to the plastic yeah. and you're just like wow this is like so scary it always like they always are fine but there's that sound that's a bit nerve-wracking where it's like... Yeah. As it, like, tears off the I think plastic. there's just, like, a sort of... Uh, the colours are just so vibrant with oil paints that I just find that you can't get with any other medium. So, yeah, I just... I'm not so much... A, I mean, I love them in other people's paintings, but for my paintings specifically I prefer the kind of smooth look. That's why yeah. I like working on 
wooden panels and like Wanda's work yeah she's just nailed it and I just love her 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 composition the way she paints light I just love them because they're just so simple but like oh she's just yeah um anyway she yeah, I can see why she's your artist the way I love her I love her stuff so much um <laughs> Yeah, so she won the 2019 Good Stuff Awards by Frankie Magazine, which Ooh. is one of my favourite magazines as well. Yeah. So she just ticks all the boxes, really. So please go and check out her work. You won't regret it. It's just beautiful. She's on Instagram. She's on Instagram, yes. Okay. Um, so I'll link her um, in the show notes. And I'll also... Um, so I've started... I'm going to share it. Share my Artist of the Week every week in my instagram stories as well just so you have an so keep your eyes peeled added bit of um yeah reminder ex- extra chance that you're going to follow them and check out their work because everyone that i'm going to share is someone that i just think their work is incredible and like blows me away so <laughs> yeah oh, perfect Anyway, so... Oh, well, you have to show me that later as well. Yeah, well, I'm sure I've shown you her work. I yeah, usually just right. shove my phone in your face, like, look at this! <laughs> yeah, no, you do it all the time, but yeah. I'll actually look at this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, should we do housekeeping? So... Yeah, we've got housekeeping. Oh, no, not housekeeping. Um, well, House wrapping up. Wrapping up. So... Everything we talked about, I'm going to link in the show notes. So don't at me. Just look in the show notes because whatever you want to find out about, it will probably be there. But do at Finn anyway if you want uh, to. Well, if you want to have a conversation, then do. Yeah. If you want to call Finn, Finn. Finn <laughs> oh, yeah. Finn. Message me and say hi, Finn, and then I'll yeah. know that you listened. Um, uh, yeah, so show notes. Check out the show notes. Um, find me and Ollie on Instagram if you don't already follow us. Um, I'm at Philly Elliot Portraits, Finley Elliot Portraits, and Ollie's at Ollie Place like a fireplace. Um, and have you been using that now that your surname's Place? No, I haven't had the opportunity. I'll. No. I'm One waiting. Day. I'm waiting. Um, share, 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 share. That's the only. Really, really, the only way we can reach new people, and although me and Ollie are doing this for fun and we love it, um, it would be really nice if we could reach more people, yeah. Um, and we appreciate your help. And god, this is getting high. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and um, yeah, write us a review, rate and review if you enjoy, and we will read it on the podcast. Oh, and um, if you have a cute story, interesting story, just anything really creepy story, creepy story, we'd just like hearing from you and making friends, then um, email um the cute life podcast at gmail.com and we will read it out on the podcast um if it's interesting enough and <laughs> not racist yeah. <laughs> um it's good you've created that weird boundary there for <laughs> well that's what i'm here for um yeah that's it that's All it right. that's at the end of episode 10 thank Whoa, you the big one zero that's kind of cool isn't it that we've been doing this for like 10 weeks that's crazy yeah um thanks so much for to everyone who's listened to every single one because i think there are a few of you out there that's and pretty cool. that's pretty fucking cool and we love you and we appreciate your existence yeah. so uh now we've got to let tova out so she starts crying oh right. god she's so <laughs> okay bye-bye bye love you bye bye bye, bye.